Strange Talk with Doc. This is Doc here. I hope everything is good with you and yours. We're going to try to keep this brief today, definitely under an hour, hour and 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I'm shooting for 35, 40. So hang in there. I'm going to try to do my best to entertain you. We're going to talk some sports, some politics, some news, some things that's going on in my life. And I definitely want to talk about how there's a place for everything and everything belongs in a proper place. This is a coming from a person who has suffered from OCDs over the course of their lives, so I know a little bit of what I speak. But thankfully, I'm not really dealing with a lot of that right now. But like I said, it's one of the subject matters I definitely want to talk about on top of the NBA, uh, Tom Brenneman, quite a few things. Just hang in there. Let me do my best to entertain you. So let's get COVID out of the way, okay? There are 23 million cases worldwide, 802,000 deaths. Confirmed cases in the United States of America, 5.6 million. And we're up to 176,000 deaths in the United States. These numbers are still astronomical. Thank God they're not raising or rising at a astronomical rate. Also, weekly, I've been keeping kind of a track of it as I go along. I still would like to see these numbers going south as opposed to going east. But you know what? We have to do our part. We have to social distance still. We have to still wear masks. We have to be safe. We have to be smart. There's no excuses for not being smart about this. We have been dealing with this worldwide now for almost, I would say, five months. Nobody is brand new to this. This is not a fresh idea in anybody's head. And I know you want to get out and about. I want to get out and about. There are things that I want to do, but I have been suppressing myself because I don't want to jeopardize my life and I don't want to jeopardize anybody else's health because I want to have fun. 2020 was just one of those years where we had to make a worldwide, planet-wide, human-wide sacrifice for the greater good of mankind. And if you're not willing to do that, then what are you willing to do if you're not willing to help mankind? That's your number one job as a human being is to help other human beings. There is nothing above that. That is your number one calling is to love your neighbor the best ability that you can. I didn't say be in love with them, but love them enough to not want to harm them. That is the least that you can do. So we got this uh, Louis DeJoy. He's the uh, U.S. Postal Service's uh, top dog over there. You know, he was put in by Trump. And he's been with Trump help trying to sabotage the vote. They're trying to suppress the vote. You know what they've been doing, destroying machines, removing mailboxes. He had to actually appear in front of a Senate committee Friday. And he made some promises, and I'm hoping that the promises that he made, that he will make sure that the mail is sorted, delivered on time, etc., that they hold him to the fire on this, that they make him keep his word, because November 3rd is super important. I thought about uh, an absentee ballot, but there's nothing wrong with me getting in my car and going to the polls and early voting, which... Me and my wife have both decided that we will do. We have like a two-week window, and maybe you have a two-week window where you live. So there's no excuses. You don't have to wait till November 3rd if you have the opportunity to early vote. Early vote. I'm not telling you how to vote, but vote. It is important. It, everything depends on this. We cannot just have this be like 2016 where people think that they don't count, that what their opinion is does not matter that it's rigged already. Forget all that nonsense, man. Take the energy, the effort and time, and take your butt to a poll. Vote. Please. I implore you to do so. So Mary Trump was secretly uh, taping her aunt, Mary Ann Trump Barry, back in 2018. And I found some of the conversations that they had to be quite enlightening. Shocking? No. Enlightening and confirmations yes uh the uh, thing about trump and taking tests for school 
him never mentioning Fordham, not shocked. Him being a bully and a mean person, not shocked. But to have a confirmation from a family member that this is the type of thing that he was involved in, I thought it was enlightening. And if you have not listened to the tapes, there maybe five, six of these tapes, and they're only like a minute each. So it's only like going to take like seven minutes out of your life to check out these tapes. And once again, her name is Marianne Trump Barry. She is the federal judge who happens to be Trump's sister. And Mary Trump is the niece who wrote the book, whose father had just passed away. Okay? So, Joe Biden and Kamala, Kamala, remember, it is not Kamala, people. Kamala was the Ujana giant who passed away, who happened to be a WWE wrestler. Just think of, like, Cam Newton or Pam and Allah. So is Kamala Harris and Joe Biden have accepted the Democratic vice president and presidential nominees this week. And I couldn't be happier. These were, I guess, the best choices that we had. So I'm running with them. I like the fact that celebrities have not waited. They've gotten behind them instantaneously that uh, ex-president Obama or president, former President Obama backed them instantly. There was no delay. There was no wait. And this is what we need. What happened in 2016, it took some people way too long to actually back Hillary. So there was still a lot of confusion and uh, disorder out there, a lot of chaos. So people did not know which way to go. They were still going with Sanders. This time, it's clear. Everything's on the line, and this has to be a joint gathering of all kinds of Democrats, even those who sided normally would side with Bernie Sanders, now have to come together as one, a united front once again, you know? So I'm happy for the Democrats. I'm happy that this is over, it's out there, and that people are backing this play. So Cat Williams put out a little uh, commercial, I guess it was for Supreme, and I found it to be informative. I found it to be very adult. I found it to be that educated type humor where you're not trying to go for the la, la, ha, 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 but you're trying to make somebody go, hmm, but inside of the hmm, you also get laughter. This is that kind of comedy that George Collin did, this kind of comedy that Dave Chappelle is doing, this is the kind of comedy that Chris Rock was doing, not hitting you in the face with just a laugh bomb, but this is highly intelligent humor. This is grown-up humor, but it also makes a message, and it does make you giggle. So I appreciate Cat for that. I always love to see Cat out there doing this thing. I'm glad to see him on a bounce back. I appreciate the dude. He's made me laugh many times. Hopefully stuff like this will influence Kevin Hart when it's his turn to come out with some real adult comedy. Now, I'm not going to accuse him of not doing adult comedy because I'm not very familiar with Kevin Hart. I cannot sit here and say honestly that I've listened to a lot of Kevin Hart's comedy bits because I haven't. I've uh, not seen a lot of his movies. I really have not been involved with Kevin Hart's career at all. I don't know what it is. It's something about him and something about me. It just doesn't jive, so I don't bother with it. You know, so we had this Tom Brenneman, like I had mentioned earlier. He's a Fox Sports announcer, and he dropped the F-bomb while he was broadcasting a Reds game. So Major League Baseball has suspended him, and Fox Sports has put him on the sideline for the whole upcoming NFL season, if we even have an NFL season, people. So I don't know about that. But he is one of the voices that I enjoy the most. Uh, I would like to see somebody be able to do an apology, and I do appreciate the fact that he was able to, on the spot, just to show you how much of a pro this man is at what he does, he not only was able to do an apology, but on the spot, be able to call the home run that was hit while he was doing his apology. But we have to stop when people apologize 
going directly to I'm a man of faith type thing. Because if you were truly a person of faith, there is no group of people on the earth that you would attack. It would not flow off your tongue like normal conversation to attack any group if you have faith in a higher power. I don't care what that higher power is. Higher powers calls for you to love thy neighbor. That's that's what you must do. So on 830, 2020, actually 829, 2020, which will be next Saturday, I am doing a special show, a special podcast that will deal with only music. I will not talk about anything else on that particular show but music. And I've come up with a list of my 200, I didn't say 20, I said 200 favorite musical artists and the songs that they have made that have helped mold my life. They've either been make me feel emotion, they're thought-provoking, they're socially conscious, they taught me something, or they helped me through some kind of emotional pain or suffering I might have been going through at this particular time. Please go check out my website. I'm not going to give you the uh, information here. It will be listed on the footnotes anywhere that you can hear this podcast. I don't care if it's YouTube, wherever. It will be listed there. Go there. You have the number if you want to call in and add a song. I have a blog set up. If you want to write me and say, think about this song, and I'll listen to it, and I'll see how it fits into what I'm doing. But I would appreciate you if you would just come there and check the site out, look at it, see what it's about. Leave me a quick note. It's a way to contact me from now on. Uh, I It's a, a Wix site, by the way. And I uh, just would appreciate you checking it out. So Google Music Play is now becoming YouTube music. I hope that really doesn't really affect anything too much. They said that everything is just going to swing over automatically. I think I clicked all the buttons there because I have Google Play music that this podcast is also heard on. And I hope that it just filters over. And matter of fact, it might save me some time and energy in my life because if YouTube music picks up my whole podcast. There's no need for me to make it video style anymore, which takes me quite a bit of time because you got to get pictures. Do you have to convert these pictures? Then you have to add audio to them. Then you have to upload it. You know the story. If you are a podcaster, you already know the story on that. And if it saves me from doing that and it goes directly to a YouTube music site where people can hear the podcast without me loading it, I, I appreciate them both for that. As a matter of fact, Facebook came out with a brand new look. I'm still working my way around. I'm not a big Facebook person anymore, especially since I have my own website. It's really not a, a lot for me to do there, other than the fact that I'm still trying to get up and running my Black Golfers page, Black Golfers Facebook page. And uh, I'm trying to get that up there. And it's also all the information for that is located on my website. So you can go check that out. And there you can get any information. You can join the site. I would really love for people to come there, join, comment, drop their pitches, their products. It does not make a difference to me. It's all good by me. Okay. So Nas came out with a new album. It's called King's Disease. And I'm going to say that there were a few songs on there that I really enjoyed. Uh, one song was called Blue Benz, like, you know, Mercedes Benz, Blue Benz, Ultra Black, 27 Summers, All Bad, and The Cure. Was it a great Nas album? No. Was it a good Nas album? I'm going to give him credit for it. It was a pretty good album. I appreciate it. It was a nice listen. I had no problems with it whatsoever. Uh, Nas is always uh, entertaining. He's always got something to say. So I appreciate his talent and I've enjoyed it over the years and I will continue to enjoy it. And actually Nas has made my list of um, top 200 and I'm not even going hardcore hip hop on that, but he has definitely made my list of top 200s. Okay, so DC released a couple of trailers this week. One is called The Batman. 
which looks hot as hell, man. I love a violent Batman, and this looks like a dark, violent Batman. They also released a trailer called Wonder Woman 1984. And Recording looks, started. That looks pretty good also. Wow, that threw me off right there. I hope that didn't jumble into my show, but uh, I appreciate it. So those should be both very good listens to. I mean, watches down the line. Actually, DC Batman made sure to let you know that it will be only in the theaters in 2021. They are going to wait out the pandemic. They're not going to play games with this. They do not care. It's like, you know what? We're not going directly to home streaming on this one. So another young man, he drops a rap record. His name is Naka. And he was featuring this Serge J, and that's S-E-R-J, period. And it stopped blaming the white man. I found this to be very interesting. I wish I had a caller who could go through this with me, and maybe they would have a different take on Stop Blaming the White Man's song. My thing with this was, in one breath, he's saying not to blame the white man, almost to give the white man and his history a pass. And the other, he's saying what's wrong with what the white man has done. The systemic racism part. So he actually seems to be sitting directly in the middle of the fence. He's playing both sides of the fence in this record. And then naming the record as he did is almost like a clickbait type thing. Now, has it took it off to the point where he's got 50, 60, 70 million clicks? Last I looked, no. So I, I this is one of those songs maybe you have to listen to two or three times to even get an idea of what he's really, what is he doing? Is he trying to make a message or is he just trying to get a following? And I cannot really tell. I mean, this is not like uh, Joyner Lucas, I'm Not a Racist, where he told both sides of the story and you could hear clearly what he was getting at. This one leaves me a little confused. So Jay-Z and Pharrell drop a song called entrepreneur uh i love the visuals of this video the visual was pro-black it showed a lot of up-and-coming entrepreneurial black people not that we didn't already know that they existed and that they're out there but my thing was pharrell singing is so atrocious on this song he squeals so much that you can barely actually hear the message behind what he's trying to say the false falsetto was horrendous so i was left not barely being able to hear jay-z and then second his singing is so bad i really could not get the point so on the radio i don't even know how this translates this is a totally visual thing who is there is somebody there yeah I, yeah it's my boy i agree it was um it sounded like the the it sounded like it wasn't mixed properly. Yeah, it's uh, the 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 vocals is is horrendous, man. I mean, it it really is so bad. And I actually I don't usually bother celebrities on there like YouTube, but I put that on there. I put on there the visual was great, but the singing, I mean, his creaking really drove me crazy. But I did not understand what was going on. You know, I, I had no clue of what he was, what he's, what he's talking about. Only thing I could hear him say is black, black entrepreneur, black entrepreneur. I was like, there's got to be a little bit more to this song than that. I mean, because if, if I'm in my car and I'm listening to it, what's the purpose? You could have the heaviest thing ever said by a human being, but if we cannot understand you, what's the point? You know, Come on, this is Bones, fellas. Hey, hey. Okay, so did either one of you, since you're both here, I have to ask you, did either one of y'all hear that Naka song featuring Serge J? Stop blaming the white man. I, I did. No. Netboy, you said no? No, I didn't, I didn't hear that song. Okay. Then we'll maybe get back to that at another time. Because I would like to hear your viewpoints on this song. I uh, I just went through what I thought of it. 
and I didn't really think uh, a lot of it because I'm I'm still confused, very much confused about where where he was going with this. Did either one of you see the Cat Williams uh, little uh, commercial? I saw that. Uh, no, I didn't see that. Do you have any viewpoints on that, uh, Bones? I was I was very surprised because I never seen him uh, in that manner of being serious, and um, I was really impressed by it. Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty phenomenal. Phenomenal. I think it's pointing in the direction of a a place that I would like to see social comedy go. Uh, I hate to see that you know George Collin is dead, and that that art form didn't have to die with George Collin. It didn't have to die with Chris Rock. And Dave Chappelle shouldn't be the only one who has shoulders big enough to carry that kind of comedy. You know, I I think think, some people are scared, actually, of doing that type of comedy. But you know what? There's going to be repercussions, but if if you love something enough, there's not enough blood in your body that you're not willing to lay down and protect it. I mean, if that's who you are, in your, you got to be that person in your core. You can't pretend to be this person. George Carlin didn't pretend to do that kind of comedy. That's his comedy. He wanted you to leave there and think just as much as laugh. So, and think it can be funny, too, because you could take the, the, the most deadly serious subject and actually make it funny if you did it in the right way. I mean, Dave Chappelle made us laugh in a in a manner in 846, not fall on the floor laugh, but actually sometimes you have to laugh that shit is so bad, it's almost comical. You know, I, I don't know if I, if I even worded that right. Some things are so bad that you have to laugh at them because you don't want the pain that it could bring you. You know, and it was it, it was making me think. Uh, did either one of you guys see uh, Lovecraft Country? Yeah, I saw that. No, that's on my list because everyone keeps recommending it. So I said I was gonna watch it actually today. Okay, uh, Bones. Before I say anything, what did you think of episode one? <clears throat> well, um, it looks very promising, and. Um, you know, interesting, even with the sci-fi uh, twist to it, and um, it caught my, you know, I was my attention was held, and I'm looking forward to see how it unfolds. I, me personally, I loved it and didn't like it at the same time. I'm not a sci-fi guy, but I understand Lovecraft. Lovecraft Country comes out of like a horror type thing. I thought that it was a lot of stuff going on, and it was so much stuff going on that I couldn't help but be entertained. You had racism, aliens, monsters. <laughs> I mean, what else does a person want from a show? And on top of it, pretty good acting. Now, the one thing for black people in 1950s, I wish Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams would have paid for some good music. The music was weak for black people to be oh, rocking yeah. to. I thought they should have been jamming. That was the weakest blues R&B shit I've ever heard. That was like if a white guy picked black music. It was horrible. But everything else, I was like, the visuals were nice, the cars were lovely, the scenes. I, I'm going to definitely give this a chance. And the last episode of The Shy is airing today or tonight, depending on where you are. Uh, I think season three has been all right. It's been a roller coaster of a lot of different things. I love the story of these kids. You know, I don't watch Stranger Things, so I don't know about those kids. And I don't usually watch shows that revolve around teenagers. But this story that revolves around these three boys is very interesting. Especially since it's kind of like Fantasy Island. They live in Chicago and they're never touched really by violence. Even though violence is all around them. So, 
I think that uh, The Shy is a very interesting show. So I appreciate The so Shy. This is the season finale. Tonight is the season finale. I mean, okay. there's a there's a lot of things that go on with The Shy. You got uh, Layla. Uh, what what the fuck is uh, Carmelo's woman? Lala. Lala. She, yeah, she appeared about four or five episodes, so she's a nice bit player. And the only thing I will say about Lala's character is supposedly she makes food that is so fucking good it makes people go crazy. She's like the <laughs> best chef in Chicago. And that's all I that's all I can say about her character. That's it. But she's there, you know. I'm gonna tell you guys, man, I've been putting in a lot of work building up my uh webpage and that shit's not easy. For a total novice, it is not an easy thing to do. Uh, I tip my hat to people who can create web pages, man. I want I want this thing to get better, but I guess you got to crawl before you walk. And I put a lot of, at least I put a lot of energy. I don't just try to do something and, and come up with the weakest excuse. The first website I had like three weeks ago, I shit canned that, man. I, I was like, this is horrible. Doc, what did you do? This is like a fourth grader, man. Anybody could do that. So I've I've improved it. I put some things so there's some visuals and effects and things of that nature. Some videos up on it. And like yeah, I tell I like you, the, the, the layout of it. Uh, well, when was the last you time you went on there? Uh, you sent me the link. I think you sent it on the. If you sit there on the weekend, I think it was Tuesday when I when I got on. Oh, it ain't nothing like that no more. Because by now, I've okay. already had a blog. I'll, I also now have a blog on there. I mean, I only the blog only relates to one show, per se, which is the show I'm doing next Saturday, which is revolving only around music, nothing but music. I'm going to do my normal thing Sunday, but... I said, you know what? I can't do that music show in a normal show. It's an impossibility. And matter of fact, I've come up with over 200 artists or 200 artists that I think were the most influential artists to me. To me, just to put something in perspective to you guys, right? There's nothing other than physical people that I love, that I love more on this planet than music. You could take TV. You could take golf, you could take football, baseball, basketball, wrestling, all that stuff away from me. You could take books away from me. But if you took music, I'd rather die. Music has been my friend since I can remember. Anything I ever feel, anything I ever go through seems like it revolves around music. So to me, it's the most important thing on the planet. It's like a perfect gift, a perfect gift. Because if you think about one thing, right? If you think about music and religion, heaven, you know it's the only thing from earth that would go to heaven is music. The only thing that's on earth and in heaven is music. The only thing. There is nothing else that they say that we bring or that's there when we get there but those two things. That's how perfect music is to me. You know? I mean, you could re- think about this. You could remember the. I think the average person probably remembers at least no less than five hundred songs word for word. That just lets you know how important music is, even without you thinking about it. I guarantee both of y'all know four or five hundred songs. If you, if they were to play, you could sing them beginning to end, and be like, "Oh shit, yeah, I got that one." You know. I mean, we don't celebrate shit without music. Think about it. We don't celebrate anything. Birthdays, holidays, graduations, everything is celebrated with music. So I love music and I just want to uh, give some love back to music. Actually, when I go to YouTube and listen to a song on YouTube, that's the only thing I ever say to the artist. One thing. Thank you. Nothing else. I never say another word. Just thank you and I move on. I'll give them a like, thank you, and I'm out. What am I talking to them about? They ain't going to see what I'm writing anyway. You know? 
Has either one of y'all checked out the new look YouTube? I mean, uh, Facebook. I was, uh, most of the time, I'm on Facebook. It's via my cell phone, so it, it doesn't change for me. Okay, they didn't do it for cell phones. I didn't even notice that. But if you're on the web, it's changed. What about you, Bones? Hello? Actually, I just joined. Is your is it like a black background? Yes, mine's is black. I, you could switch. That's yeah, called yeah. dark. Yeah, you can go dark. Well, on the left hand right. side, you have like left hand side, you have like the tabs and everything, the shortcuts. Yeah, it's it's more like navigating a web page now than as opposed to uh, just like you know it was all, everything was in your face on Facebook before. Now you got to kind of look for yeah. certain things. I. Uh, I seen it the other day. I was like, you know what? My wife was like, why is that page so dark? I was like, shit, I actually like the dark one. I don't do Facebook. I don't have Facebook friends. So, matter of fact, every time somebody friends me on Facebook, like two days later, I unfriend them anyway. So, <laughs> that's just me. People friend me all the time. And I'd be like, I accept a friend. And then two days later, I'd be like, unfriend. Because my thing is this. Everybody I friend on Facebook, almost to a person, they never respond to shit I say. They never like anything I post. So what the fuck are you there for other than looking at my life? And I don't like that. I don't. One thing I don't like is nosing. I don't want to look at your pictures. I don't want to see your friends list. I don't want to see old shit you posted. So why are you doing it to me? You know, I had somebody. And I, you know what? I'm going to send this guy this clip because what he did to me was really fucked up and I didn't like it. This motherfucker, and excuse my language because this is the only way I could say this. This motherfucker friended me on his birthday. Yes, and I'm talking to you and you're getting this clip. Friended me on his birthday so that I would notice that it's his birthday and say happy birthday to him. And then he unfriended me. Oh, that's crazy. These are the kind of petty people who need attention that I have met in the course of my life. This is a 50-year-old man. Can you believe this shit? And I, if I'm lying, I hope I die right this second. The motherfucker friended me on the morning of his birthday so that you get that thing on the top right hand that says it's such and such birthday. I say happy birthday. And like an hour later, usually I'm the one, like I said, that unfriends. I look back in. He unfriended me. I was like, this is a, what kind of petty child is this? He needed somebody. He needed a certain amount of people, I guess, to feel good about himself to say, look at all this love I'm getting on my birthday. Because I wouldn't have remembered it was his birthday. You know, I was like, what a lunatic. But these are these are the people that I've met over the course of my life, man. These are the people that I've met. That's why I usually stay the fuck away from people. I like I like doing a podcast and I like keeping it moving from there, man. So uh, anything going on with either one of you guys that y'all like to talk about or you know, the floor is always yours, man. And nothing special for me, but man, if you got pets, I highly say that these damn vet bills are insane. I'm like, they need to figure out a way you can get real pet insurance. Jesus Christ! Oh well, you know head what? Down to Brooklyn. I think I got to head down to Brooklyn in the in about an hour to run this pet to this to this vet because they got an eye infection. I'm like, God damn, man! So people with pets, I totally understand like how they take care of their pets and um running these vet bills and stuff because it's insane. What we have here, I have to say, there has to be, for every two miles, there's a animal hospital. This is dog, cat, and whatever fucking central. These people love their animals. I mean, you'll have like a Dollar General and then a, a pet hospital. A human... Yeah. A medical center and a pet hospital. They are everywhere. In my area alone, there has to be 10 pet facilities. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's huge here. I think, I think we're one of the few people who don't own a dog. 
almost everybody, all my neighbors have dogs or multiple dogs. It's just standard. You know, how would I... Before owning a pet, I thought that vet hospitals handle everything, but I didn't realize I have to go to an exotic vet. You know how hard it is to find an exotic vet in the city? Yeah, but you, you yeah, know what two, you did. I believe. You, well, I'm kind of shocked to hear that. But you did go out and, and buy an exotic pet. Yeah, but I, I did. But I did think that the vet hospitals all had an exotic veterinarian. Mm. I didn't know, like, you have these two choices and one, if one don't have an appointment until a week later, like, what do you do with your pet? Yeah, well, I'm kind of shocked in New York City, Manhattan, that there wouldn't be a lot. See, but New York cracked down. Let's not forget, New York cracked down about 10 years ago on the style of exotic pets because people were having iguanas and they was like, we don't want that shit. People were having all kinds of snakes, and they didn't want that. So they cracked down on the allowable exotic pets. Especially in a, could you imagine New York City overran with iguanas and shit like that? They said, we don't want well, that. Like, iguanas are illegal in Jersey. I'm like, it's literally uh, a, a, a walking to the next state rule. I'm like, it makes no sense. It's illegal, it's legal in Jersey. Yeah, but you know what? It, it's 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 that's 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 how we live. Things are different here, different. In, you know what? what? What flies in North Carolina won't fly in South Carolina. I mean, they they under totally different set of rules. Actually, yeah, South Carolina is yeah. South Carolina is more southern than North Carolina. We're considered more liberal of a state. We our racism is subtle. South Carolina might call you nigger. I mean, you you could be in the in the wrong area there and still get a, the N word thrown at you. So, you know, and they got better golf, but we both got shitty barbecue. Another thing mm-hmm. we're going through, which probably half the United States population is going through, is trying to figure out if you send your kid back to school or not. It's, oh yeah, it's but- a ongoing process, man. I tell you. Yeah, well, right now we're having problems. North Carolina State just had to uh, quarantine 500 students this week. 500. That is outlandish. Now, the University of North Carolina said they're going to start classes Wednesday. So we, there's no set anything. And those schools are only like 30 miles apart. So what one person does and the other one does We don't have, and that's been our problem here in America. We haven't had one universal COVID-19 kind of law. Like, let's just all get behind one thing and do it. But you know how that goes, man. We got this shit that's going on in the White House. We got a dude up there saying, don't wear masks, drink bleach. You know, if you can, shoot bleach. Take this fucking malaria drug, even though this isn't malaria. So, and people, we're divided, we're divided as a country by just COVID alone and how to deal with it. I mean, I got yeah, some of like that New York, that's why I like that New York, Connecticut, and Jersey's been like working together. So they're like the part, partnering states. So we pretty much have the same rules as they are right now, which comes in handy. You see, I would have no clue what Virginia South Carolina, uh, Tennessee is doing none whatsoever. And, you know, it's not like I even care. All I know is that at one time we were banned or had to go on quarantine if we had to, if we came to New York or something like that. You know, those type of things you hear. But other than that, I don't know, man. I mean, I got some grocery stores you go where it's mandatory you wear masks. And I can drive three miles to the next grocery store. Because that's how I shop here. It might take me three grocery stores to do food shopping because this one is a specialty of that and that. So I drive to different ones. And when I go to these different ones, some have exit and entrance onlys. Others, we don't care what door you come through. If you got a mask, you don't got a mask. So it's, it's nothing standard. Like I said, it's even in one state, one county, we don't even have anything standard, you know? 
You don't. Have, it's nothing standard here. It, it, it's quite weird. I, I want to just do one thing real quick. I'm just going to take a 10-second commercial break, and then I'm going to get back, and we're going to talk some sports, people. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that would allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Welcome back to Strange Talk with Doc. And we're just going to talk some sports, and then we're going to get out of here, okay? Well, you know, I know Net and Bones don't give a rat's ass, but the Northern Trust Golf Tournament is going on, and Tiger and uh, Rory have not even, uh, they stinking up the damn joint, which is always disappointing to me. I, I miss the days of the big five, Tiger, Phil, Ernie, VJ, and Retief. I wish we had a big five today. So uh, the coach of the year is Nick Nurse for the Raptors. You got a problem with that? I don't have a problem with that. Um, that team is for the suck this year. You know what? I have no problem with that at all. Uh, I think somebody said, and I could be wrong, I know he took a lot of games off, but they said the Raptors actually, if you break it down to like percentage-wide, they had a better season this season than they did last year with Kawhi. As far as their winning average. Oh, yeah. Cause it, well, it, yeah, he did take a lot of games off, but they didn't also play a full 82-game season this season. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they were uh, minimizing it by percentage. I mean, they still won oh, a shitload of games this year, man. It's, they still won over 50. That's still yeah. a lot of games. So, okay, so let's... Uh, it's their time let's, anyway until uh, Brooklyn... Uh, the guys in Brooklyn come back together. Yeah, that's true. Poor Brooklyn. They, they did their best, but what could you do? So, Utah up 2-1 over the Nuggets. Who you like? Uh, I like Utah. I think Utah okay. got a pretty solid young team. I like Utah a lot when Mitchell is sharing the ball. He noticed that the two games that he won, he shared the rock, they won. He scored 57, they lost. I think I, I I think his selfishness is the only thing that could hurt them. And besides, he got um Connor Connolly back. You know, Connolly uh had his baby, he's back, he's out of quarantine and he's good to go. I think what, both those teams give it like three years and they're probably gonna be the top of the West. Yeah, well the Nuggets had a fantastic record to begin with this year. I mean, they was like the number two team in the NBA, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Boston Celtics are obliterating the 76ers. They're up three zip. Uh, the only thing I can say about this series is, will they pull the sweep? I think I think they're gonna pull the sweep. Um, it sucks Ben Simmons didn't have it played, but I think they're done. Stick a, stick a fork in the 76ers. Yes, I'm gonna break up the team as well. Okay, well, that was my second question. I'm glad you actually beat me to it because I think I think the frustration level with Embiid has reached a fevered pitch and he can't handle that anymore. I don't, you know what? I think that Embiid played games for too long. Ben Simmons will not do as he's told. Ben Simmons needs to score. He needs to shoot the ball. He refuses to shoot the ball from the arc and that hurts them. And if I was Embiid, I want to go to. You know, Philly's a nice little city, but there's got to be somewhere else. I want him to come in my Spurs. I don't. Damn, he'd be great in my Spurs. Would take Embiid because he, he, you know, he can go give. He might give you seventy games. Well, listen, you don't know about that knee. Listen, if Embiid can give me fifty-five and be ready for the playoffs and be coachable, he has to. I mean, he would have the greatest two coaches ever. 
he would have Tim Duncan, who could actually take him on the court and show him shit, and then he have to listen to Pop. But if he can give us 55 to 67, 62 games per year and take the other 20 off, but be ready for the playoffs, yeah, I'll take him. Yeah, I'll take him. He's worth the risk. He's worth the risk. He's much more worth the risk than Aldridge. Aldridge has nothing. Aldridge is the biggest disappointment that I've ever experienced as a San Antonio Spur, other than Kawhi leaving. So that's one A and one B. Kawhi leaving is heartbreaking. I mean, that's something I'll never get over. There's there's no room for me to get over that. You know? So the Clippers are up 2-1 over the Mavs. And I'm not too sure about Luka Doncic playing or not. So, do the Clippers beat the Mavs in this series? Yeah, I'm reading that uh, Luka might not play the next game. So, I think if he doesn't play, it, it's a wrap for the Mavericks. Uh, I like the Mavs team, but they need Luka. Yeah, I, I have to say, I tip my hat. I didn't know Persingas was back so much. He is looking good. I like yeah. him. Even though the Mavs might be, and don't take this the wrong way, people. The Mavs has got to be the white people's favorite fucking team. They are the whitest team in all of basketball. I mean, all the stars are white. I mean, damn. Shit, if I was a white guy, I'd be a Mavs fan. I mean, and they're good. So, you know. But, no, the Clippers, even though I like to see Paul George show up a little bit more than he shows up, man, I don't understand Paul George right now. You know, he's sitting there debating with people on fucking social media. You're a grown-ass man. If if you say something doesn't bother you, you don't respond to it. If you respond to it, it bothers you. I also think the Mavs would have been up. Uh, it would have been reversed 2-1 if they didn't uh, eject Pazingas for basically nothing in game one. I'm like, Jesus Christ, when do a star get ejected like that? It's not supposed to happen. You know what? I don't. I don't know if Paul George's uh, game equates to the bubble properly. Uh, he's not the only one. I'm going to get to another guy next who I don't think he looked good last night. So it's going to make me sound like a total doofus. But LeBron, up until this point, didn't look fantastic in the bubble till basically yesterday. Um, I don't know. Maybe LeBron feeds off the fans, but I think that LeBron being up 2-1 over the Blazers with Lillard. And even though Lillard balled out with that, you know, the finger, I don't think the Blazers ever was going to beat them to begin with. I thought if they could have took yesterday's game, it would have given them a better chance. But it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to come back now. I mean, it's only 2-1, but they basically will have to win the next two games. Yeah, you you have to have... No, go ahead. No, I was like they have to win the next two games at hope, but they need more than they need Lillard to be on, they need Carmelo to be on, and they need um PJ to hit the shot. Yeah, and they gotta get that ball down to uh which one do they have? Jerkic? No. Yeah. No, yeah, no, Jer- not, not the Joker. Um the, no, the, the Joker had I, I forgot his name. Okay. Yeah, the big the, seven foot, I forgot his name. Yeah, with the beard. He's he's you know what? Portland with the right coach, they got their problems because they got scorers, but they play yep. some of the worst defense in the NBA. You know, I'm kind of shocked. Too, you can't rely on the three all the time, man. Like if your three ain't falling, like pulling up for three right after half court, you got to figure something else out. Yeah, they trying to play that that brand of basketball that the the Warriors were playing in their heyday, and it works. I mean, I I have to say, Damon Lillard, the bubble has been fantastic for him. It is like the best thing ever for him. I'm actually seeing more range out of him than I've ever seen. He he's been doing this like a lot, just bombing, you know. Then you got uh, the the Heat, which are kind of shocking to me, are up three zip over the Pacers. I didn't expect them. I thought that this would have been a five, six game series. You know, uh, I, think, 
he plus he a little the issue that Jimmy Butler and oh, I forgot to get on the piece of me. Jay. I knew that they was gonna try to bury them. T J Warren. Yeah, yeah. Him, he Remember he was the guy he was the guy who uh, initially was the bubble MVP. Remember he was dropping like thirty nine and yeah. damn near sixty. Yeah, he had went off for the first couple. But that series is over. Now Houston can't take their foot off the pedal on OKC. And they don't want that series to go I mean, it wouldn't hurt them for it to go six games because that gives Russell a little time to get healed. But you don't want me personally, I never want Harding to expose himself playoff Harding style by being out there too long because he's had a lot of bad playoff moments. He's not what I call clutch in the playoffs. So but I expect them to beat yeah. OKC. I'm not that series pissed me off. I I put some money that Harden on game one would score under thirty six points. And he had they were up. And I'm like, damn, he had thirty five. And I'm like, damn, coach, take him out the game. It's three three or two minutes left. Then he hit a three, then they took him out the game. I was like, God damn it. Sure. So I'm I'm kinda of pissed off at that series. <laughs> well see, I try to stay away from OKC like I'm trying to stay away from COVID. Uh Chris Paul is my every year COVID nineteen NBA player. I can't stand Chris Paul. I don't make no bones about it. I don't not as a man. I know nothing about Chris Paul as a man. And I don't care. He could be a great father, husband. He makes shitty commercials with that fucking Ribeiro. First of all, I hate those commercials. I even hate him in his commercials because he has a stalker that he should be killing that keeps coming in his house breaking shit. So I hate him on the commercials. I hate him on the court. I think that he gets too much love for a dude who has done, he's seen no finals. He's won no rings, but he's treated as though he's a golden boy. And you know what? I usually root for the small guy. He's the only small guy probably in the history of basketball. Well, that's not true either. I fucking hated Nate Robinson also because he was a Nick. But Chris Paul is my least favorite fucking NBA ball player going back to Isaiah Thomas. I just, those two guys, something about them, they irked the shit out of me. And I always like to see him lose. And if he loses and cries, I'm happy as hell, man. I mean, I I could do the curly so more. Like when, when he got traded to OKC, he didn't even want to play there because I guess he felt like the team sucked. But some way to get them in the playoffs in the West, that was a, that's a hell of a job. Well, no, he is a. I, I take nothing away from the man's talent. Listen, I'm a Spurs fan. My teams have battled Chris Paul's teams over the last decade for a long time, man. I mean, we had to play him on maybe three different teams between the Pelicans, the Rockets. Didn't he play for the Clippers at one point? Clippers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so my Spurs have played against Chris Paul in different formations many, many times. And I guess that's where some of the hate comes from, him making big shots and stuff like that. But it is just a crabby dude. You know, it's something about him just crabby to me. I don't, I don't know. But his talent, I, I respect his talent. This, I wonder how he would have looked with this year's Clippers. Even though I know they probably couldn't afford him, Kawhi, and George, so it probably would have just been him and George. I mean, him and Kawhi, I don't know how that would have played out. Well, as long as he plays strict point guard and Kawhi gets the ball as much as he wants it, I don't think Kawhi would care who the hell his point guard is. He he got along quite good with Kyle Lowry. You know, he got along well with uh, Tony Parker. But he wants that he wants that rock a certain amount of time. He, You know, the ball goes into guys like, the Greek freak, and uh, and which I really don't like. We're going to talk about him next. Uh, the ball goes into, say, Kawhi's hands and the Greek's hands, and it disappears. They don't kick that ball back out a lot. And a matter of fact, I watched one game with Minnesota, I mean, Milwaukee, 
against Orlando, where it didn't seem like Giannis ever passed the ball. He just he was taking dumbass three point. I was like, what is he doing? Do you pass the ball to anybody, Bledsoe or Middleton or anybody? And it I think just after that like, first game, he was like, I'm put, I got to put this team on my back. Like, there's no way they should have lost to Orlando. This should have been a clean sweep. Yeah, he. you know what? I'm expecting that this, if Orlando steals another one, I'm shocked. But I don't think they steal another one. I think Giannis, Middleton is the key. Middleton is playing because the Lopez's are going to give you they're going to give you good defense. I mean, Milwaukee has one of the better defenses out of the teams that are fighting for the title. That's a strong suit it is. They have a good defense. You know, I Boston, Boston is built to just beat up Philly. We'll see next round when they play maybe Toronto or Miami. We'll talk about that later, but Milwaukee's defense, they are so tall. I mean, what, you got the two Lopez's, they're down there seven foot. Giannis is almost seven foot. Middleton's like six eight, yeah. six nine. Then they got Brogage, I believe, is on that team too. That's a tall mm-hmm. team. Bledsoe's a big guard. So and they're all men. They all men size. Nobody on there is like two pounders. You know? Now I don't know if you were listening or you said anything while this was going on. I mean, well, I'm I'm going to predict that you're going to say Milwaukee's going to bleed, beat Orlando. Definitely, right? Definitely. I think uh, I think they should have swept them. Okay. Did you see the trailer for The Batman? No, I heard you talking about it, but I, I haven't seen it. Make sure you watch the trailer for uh, it has the weirdest title, The Batman. But I think this is going to make hardcore Batman fans happy. This is a dark, nasty. This is the Robert Pattinson one, right? Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Je- uh, Jeffrey Wright is now, I guess, Commissioner Gordon. Okay. And it's dark. I know Catwoman is in it. Um... The lady that played the Cosby show, her daughter, Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Oh, yeah, Zoe, 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 Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz yeah. And you know what? This is like Batman without... Catwoman doesn't even wear a full Catwoman face mask. And there's a lot of bad paint. I mean, so this is a dark one. I don't know if you ever read the book, The Dark Knight. No. Dark Knight gives you all the inside to Batman that you'll ever need. Batman is a fucking vigilante. He is not necessarily a good guy. There's a scene, I don't want to give it away, there's a scene that you'll see in the trailer and it lets you know who Batman is. Batman can be a vicious... He's not not Superman. Superman is a nice guy. Batman's not naturally a nice guy. Most billionaires aren't the nicest of people. You know what I mean? He don't have to be nice. He's the boss. You piss him off. Could you imagine? He has all the fucking toys and you piss him off. What is he going to want to do to you? He's going to want to straighten your ass out. You know? He's not going to want to sit there and play games. I was hoping that could drop this year. The wait to 2021 kind of sucks. Well, they letting it be known directly and very clearly, and I said this earlier in the trailer, this will be in theaters only. It's a big-ass caption at the top. In theaters only. They said they will wait this fucking COVID-19 out until they can get it in theaters on the big screen. You ain't seeing it. Period. The only thing they better hope for is it doesn't get leaked. Oh, man. When, them, that, when those movies get leaked, you might, you might as well forget it. Yeah, you know what? And it's it's weird. All movies get leaked right before uh, Oscar time. Yeah. This is one of those movies where they don't need to send copies to people. Now, the last thing I'm going to say before I get out of here, man, the UFC had a card last night, and I kind of find it weird and strange that Dana White says that he has a grip on this COVID-19 and the testing. Me and my wife yesterday watched the weigh-ins. Oven Saint Prude was at the weigh-ins. 
And we were both saying something about over don't look right. He just didn't look right. Well, come to find out last night, he tested positive for COVID. And I'm like, if they're in this bubble in the UFC where they test them when they come, they test them two days before the fight, they test them the day of the weigh-in, and then they test them the night of the fight, how the fuck did you have a guy make it all the way to weigh-ins with the virus? How? Where's the hole in your testing program that he made it to weigh-ins? So that's what I tell people. I'm like, yo, when you take a test, that test is basically only good for that day. I mean, I don't know what you did after that test, but you're supposed to be in a bubble, but that test is only good for that time. Then you need to go get tested again if you if you need to do something else. So okay, I don't know well, what he you, was doing between test one and test two. Well, you know what? You enlightened me. I did not know that. I love learning something new every day, and I just learned something brand new, that this thing is only – it's actually the test is in a bubble. The bubble of time. Okay. Okay, yeah. good. So, but, you know, I wish... Yeah, I could, this, that's how the doctor explained it to me. They was like, you get tested today and come back Thursday, it'd be positive. Because mm. we don't know what... Unless you go home and you're secluding yourself. Mm. I wish Oven the best. I like Oven, but me and my wife were sitting there going, something about Oven just don't seem right. And come to find out, he couldn't fight last night because he had you know, COVID-19. And, and so now I guess that's he has think, to. That's why I think football is going to have a problem because no other sport could create the bubble like NBA did. And I, I think football is going to have a similar issue with baseball is having right now. Yeah, see. And what, people, football has, what, 53 people on the team? Yeah, well, here's the biggest issue with football, unlike basketball. Basketball had a place. ESPN World of Sports or whatever you call this place, right? And they were lucky enough to have a place that had, say, three, four, five, six basketball courts that were already set up for, like, television viewing. There is no state that has 10 NFL-ready football fields. You would need 14 football fields, no, seven, so that two teams play every, you know, in the morning and the night, morning and the night. And on top of it, we're, we're the viewing audience, the fan. We're getting to experience something we have not seen, you haven't seen in your lifetime, but this used to be common in my lifetime when I was a kid. One thirty in the afternoon basketball games. That shit hasn't, yeah. it's been 40 years since we've had one thirty in the afternoon basketball games. But yeah, during the week, it's crazy at one thirty. I'm like, shit, the game is on. You want to know something funny, Nick? When I was young, I'm going to say I'm going to go back to I was 12, 13 years old. I used to come home from school and the World Series would be on in the middle of the day. The World Series middle, not just that, NBA championships was on tape delay. <laughs> it wasn't even live. Nobody gave a about the NBA. Could you imagine the NBA was not even live back then? It was tape delayed. Tape delayed games. I watched the Mets play the Oakland A's in the World Series every day coming home from school. Cartoons, you turn to cartoons. When they go to commercial, you turn to the baseball game. And I think that was 73. There was no prime time World Series into the Yankees in like 78. Then it moved to prime time. But before that, it, was, it wasn't a billion-dollar business. It was only a million-dollar business. Billions puts it on prime time. Well, gentlemen, I want you all guys to go on, unless you have anything else to say, go on and have a great week. Um, stay safe. Good luck with your exotic pet and the doctor. I hope it doesn't hurt your pockets too much, taking it to a specialist. Specialist course, I know. Shit, human specialists cost more than regular doctors, so I know. Yep. Quick question. Uh, did, did you watch the J.D. Fox movie on Netflix? No, I did not. I know nothing about it. Yeah, I think, oh, I forgot the name. It's about, a, it's about this new drug where it, they take a pill and it gives you, like, some... Superpowers? Power for like, yeah. 
It was, oh. it was decent. It was actually a decent watch. Okay, well, you know what? I'll give it a view. Think about it. We don't have a lot of live television. Like I said, I got Lovecraft, yeah. and I got The Shy. The Shy ends tonight. Lovecraft is once a week. And after that, I got basketball. I mean, I've been watching more basketball than I've ever watched in years now. You know, and I will be watching basketball, yeah, UFC, and golf today. That's my Sunday. Yeah, that's my Sunday. Uh, I don't know where Bones has been. I don't know if he dropped or I haven't heard from him in God knows how long. So, But, Ned, you be easy, brother. All right, have a good one. Thanks for having me. No problem. Not at all. No problem at all. Hey, everybody, don't forget, go check out my uh, website. The information will be listed. There's no need for me to beat you in the head with what the information is. It'll be tagged at the bottom of any place that you can listen to this podcast. Just check it out. Give me a shout, a suggestion, especially when I'm talking about this music show that I'm doing Saturday. And I'm just going to tell you, like I tell you, each and every single time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.